There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. When your skin feels nourished and glows, you radiate confidence. Osea makes giving your skin a glow up easy with their clean, clinically proven Mega Moisture Duo. This seaweed-powered duo features two of Osea's best sellers, Andaria Algae Body Oil and Andaria Collagen Body Lotion. Glow from the inside out. Get 10% off your first order with code GLOW at OseaMalibu.com. That's O-S-E-A Malibu.com, code GLOW. Sans Pants Radio. Australia's most family-friendly podcast network. Great job. Great job, guys. That was some good stuff. Fuck you. Come on. I don't like you. Okay, I'm going to start the podcast now if you guys can fucking grow up. The podcast has started, baby. We're already in the guts of it. Hey, Demi, welcome to BigSoftTitty.png. Thank you, Tom. It's a pleasure to be here. Well, I'm so glad that I got that welcome out of the way so I can warm up for my real big welcome. Thanks for being my training uh, partner there, my sparring partner. I don't like that. All right. Well, (laughs) Demi, I've got great news. Uh, but why say it when I can sing yeah, it? Yeah, why say it when you can sing it? Fuck off. <laughs> I was working on the pod late one night when my eyes beheld a funny sight. Suddenly, to my surprise, I saw a very funny person with my eyes. We had a guest. We've got a podcast guest. A podcast guest. Oh, he's one of the best. A podcast guest. It was a podcast guest. A podcast guest. He was a podcast guest. Um. Hey, welcome to BigSoftTitty.png. Perhaps... The most controversial guest of the program that we have, it's Michael Hing. Yay! Hello, hello, big soft titties. What should what do I call you? What's the collective noun for you? You shouldn't address them at all, brother. No, you you don't. You've learnt not to address them. In fact, you want to not engage with them one iota. All right. um, Hello, anime boob hounds. (laughs) (laughs) Perfect, Hing. Let's get this out of the way. You uh, you came to us on bended knee. Uh, Both you, of them, actually. Two uh, bended knees. You came to crawling. with two bended knees, shuffling yourself around on two bended knees. Yeah. I had worms and was dragging my ass along the ground yes. like a dog. Yes. yes. Hanging, hanging breasts, scraping the ground as you crawled yes. towards us, Hing. Yes, you supplicated my... yourself to us like a disgusting beast. I First of all, I showed you my rear end, and then I showed you my soft underbelly, and I said, do with me what you will, or I come to you requiring your help, the Lord. 
and uh, and I said, okay, well, you talk to Tom about that. I'm going to mop up the viscous slime that you left on the way uh, over to us. We still haven't gotten all of the slime. It's just wee. It's not viscous. It's wee. It's fucking viscous for wee, buddy. Wow. Okay, well, I didn't yeah. come here to be wee shamed by Denver. No, we we agree that it's wee. We think that your wee is very <laughs> we slimy, think bro. somebody's cooked your piss, Hing, is what I'm saying. It's ropey. Well, I, yes, obviously I left it simmering to thicken up the sauce. Okay, but we don't have to... Uh, yeah, that's what I'm saying, and we don't have to argue about it. Imagine hearing Hing piss and just hearing, like, five solid splashes one after the other as he chucks ropes into the toilet. I don't think you would hear it. I think it would come yeah. out like... Like sort of an an unbreaking but very soft turd. I oh. think it would come out no and it would like a you know, master thief lowering a grappling hook. Like no, a, like no. a catfish going back in the water. About twenty five years ago, my penis was replaced by a tar pitch drop experiment, <laughs> and there's been a scientist with a webcam who's been trying to um, record all the pitch drops from my penis, and he's missed all of them. Frankly. That's crazy. Oh, I mean, first thing, you, first thing first, you got to find the dang thing. It's well, little as hell. Yeah, but also we go, we have tried to. It, it's actually easier to find the first penis because we did put an electronic tag on it, and it's somewhere in the Great Barrier Reef right now. <laughs> um, guys, that was a <laughs> great <laughs> reference <laughs> I made to a tar pitch drop experiment. So feel free to at me on Twitter at Hingers to tell Don't me. Don't at Hing because we know what you're gonna do. All he wants <laughs> is engagement. He's addicted to that number, Demi. He's addicted to Bell. Yes. Mm. Hing, you you were begging. I was to come back on the podcast. Do you want to? Do you want to divulge the details and as to why? You, yeah, and for weeks we left the little biscuit on your nose and said, "Not yet, not yet." <laughs> when until the time, tonight, when the sure. time is right, Michael. Why do I want to be here on the podcast? Well, Tom and Demi <laughs> clearly opening first... up a tab in another monitor. <laughs> by the way, you're listeners. wearing glasses. We can see what we you're doing. We can see what you're doing. No, I was. I, let, I was not opening. Up, I was not opening up League of Legends to play. Oh. I was not. I was not. And I and I and I and I. I'll screen share with you if you need me to. But I was abs- I was. I have two screens. So you're probably seeing the. Uh, you're probably seeing the reflection of the recording tab on this screen over here. But uh-huh. I wasn't opening up a new screen. Okay. okay. All right. Well, it was sort. It's it was sort of more the lizard film that came down over your eyeballs that uh that showed us that your brain was currently switched off from your friends. Why do I want to be here on your podcast? Look, is it a contractual I don't, obligation? Says Hing. Is it a contractual obligation I have with the um, SBS network here in Sydney, Australia, to perform certain um, commercial and uh, promotional duties for a new television show? Partly. Is it because I have some bones to pick with the both of you? Of course. Is it because I miss my friends? Yes. Is it because I need to remind your listeners to stay the fuck away from me? And actually, a coffee in the street. Mainly that one. Don't be near Hig. I can't. I can't stress enough. Don't this be near. This is cool Hig. to have a listener come on the podcast to demand people unfollow them on social media yeah. and in real life. Hey guys, my uh, Twitter is at Hingers. Please unfollow me. Uh, same <laughs> on Instagram. Please don't follow me. <laughs> but yes, you are. You are indeed helming a new TV show, Michael. And what? What? Yeah. What, what, what is that like? For one thing, oh, how do you get in that goodness. little box? Thank you so much for asking. Well, first of all, what happens is the scientist comes in and shrinks you down. They shrink you down real small, and then they put you in 
what they call the Ur TV, which is the the first television. <laughs> they made. Right. And then from that, they beam you out. No, it's um, I'm hosting a, a show on uh, SBS. Now it gets serious because, now you're serious because it's because his contract. He's like, it. and we've had our fun like, with the first TV okay, thing. Okay, well, we you didn't even serious. mention Willy Wonka, so I'm not mm. interested. Okay, well, and obviously, Tom and Demi will be doing lots of things tonight. <laughs> Oh, on this recording of this podcast to undermine my plug because, first of all, they know I need to do it, and secondly, <laughs> they weren't invited to be on the show, so they're resentful. Oh, I understand that. I that. <laughs> you, yeah, you've what been the fuck? Very explicit. <laughs> <laughs> yes. yes. We weren't allowed to be on your show. Are they going to make you do another? Did they make you uh, do appearances on podcasts and are they going to make you do two because you did this one? Uh, <laughs> I have done, I would say, about 12 podcasts in the last three weeks Oof. and um, all but three of them, three have been awful and the other nine have been great. Um, I will now list the good ones. Yes, so. list the good ones. <laughs> Oh, man. It's always so tempting. Hey, did I ever tell you there was one podcast? I went to the guy's house to do it as a favor because the only podcasts I do for people who I don't like usually know, it's it, it not because I don't want to do podcasts or I have better things to do. It's just nobody really asked me to. But sure. some guy asked me, like, they do the thing where they email your management and then your management oh. comes to you and is like, hey, you've got an opportunity to be on this podcast oh. for no money. And I was like, okay, well, if you're bringing it to me, I want to appear eager. So I went to this guy's house, spoke for 45 minutes, and then like two weeks later that he emailed me and was like, hey, man, the project's actually been picked up by schools and your episode was kind of filthy, so we're going to have to cut it. But thanks so much for your time. Oh. <laughs> God. Oh. Oh, um, I have, I, it, it's been, yeah, it's, it's been fun. The, the show is, you have a lot of listeners in the UK, don't you? Um, yeah, so many. seems like it. Yeah. Billions. Uh, if you, if you're making it sound to... like we don't have any listeners, it's a good podcast. When you keep saying this to our friends, they're never going to believe us. A lot of listeners, hang. <laughs> Multo listeners. Um, if, if, I mean, people globally and also mainly in the UK would know a show called Editor 10 Cats Does Countdown. It's hosted by that very charming tax fraud himself, uh, Jimmy Carr. This is the Australian version of that show. And like a lot of things um, that are brought here from overseas to make an Australian version of, people will hate it. Tom, do you have any experience of that at all? Michael, thank you for asking. Whose Line Is It Anyway Australia, of course, was subject to the uh, Tom Walker kiss of death. You put me on season one of your TV show, you don't need to worry about booking a season two, okay? Sure. We can just but go ahead and wipe that thing off the schedule. But I was talking to your parents, Tom, and they seemed to think there was a possibility that season two of... Um, of <laughs> Thank you, Michael. Yes, that's because my father got on a Virgin Airlines flight and noticed that it's uh, Whose Line Australia was on their in-flight entertainment and was listed as season one. And he texted me saying that that was a good sign. And I had to let my own father down saying that, no, father, it's just that usually the programs that they get on those flights are successful ones that have run for a long time. And so, so they didn't bother to say final season. It should have said final season. Yeah, it should yeah. have said Who's Line Australia season. Only season, limited <laughs> series, mini series. In many ways, though, Tom, if you just have a, a show that goes for one season, it's a it's a more scarce commodity. You know, 
So I feel like it's I wish it was fine. Yeah, that's an interesting that's almost that's an interesting non-point you've made, Hing, because what you've said is if you have one of something, there's only mm. one of it. Well, and that is mean, true. Yes, absolutely. But what I, I guess the point I'm trying to illustrate is in uh, I don't know a lot about economics, but have you guys seen that supply and demand graph? Yeah. You know? And as supply goes down, <laughs> demand goes through the roof. We you love know? looking at graphs, actually. <laughs> you really nailed us. Like We'd look at them before really we graph-based podcast, right? Mostly, really yeah, 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 yeah. Me and Demi have actually been looking into another graph to really sink our teeth into as a couple. <laughs> yeah. So after supply and demand, I think we'll be dealing with uh 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 divorce uh, rates in Australia. A single other graph, Tom. <laughs> Trying to, try to think of a single other thing that we plotted on two axes and yeah. coming up short. Come on, Tom, yeah. go. Coronavirus um, deaths. Wait, go with coronavirus deaths. Do it. No. Do coronavirus deaths. Fuck! Did I tell you about that TV show? I did tell you about that show. I did where they. Were, I did a show oh. where all the questions were incredibly bleak for some reason. So they were like, "How many of the?" They had this like big group of people. There's no way to not give away what it was. Oh, it was the hundred with Andy Lee. It's one of two things I've done in the past, you know, five years. <laughs> but I, I was Wait, on this show. So it, wasn't, it wasn't Whose Line season two. <laughs> it wasn't. I'm, uh, listen, the NDA means I can't reveal any details of Who's Line season. Uh, bu- 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 <laughs> Demi, we're going to have to edit this. Okay, we'll no. take a... Okay, good. And we're back. Um, no, but all the questions they asked their audience to answer were so intense. One of the questions was, are you scared of dying from COVID-19? <laughs> and so just to give people who don't know the show, and I'm sure 99% of people globally would have seen the show, but if people don't know the show, it's a sort of a giant Zoom call with 100 people on it and they just survey them all, asking them quite generic questions. Yes. Uh, and, then, and, then, and then you have to give funny answers and then they compare your answers to the ones that were given by the group. Precisely. Um, so yeah. when they asked you, Tom, if you were afraid of dying of COVID-19, what did you predict the audience that, would say? No, wait. They didn't I, ask my you job, if you were my job was to work out how many of them were scared of dying of COVID nineteen. Yeah, sure, and I, sure. so I said like ninety eight percent because I was <laughs> yeah. like, well, two of you will be dead already <laughs> or whatever. Yeah. Uh, right. But they, but then then they they uh, a bunch of people said no, and then they got one woman on the call. She was like, I, I said, I'm not scared of it. And they're like, so uh, do you think you're not at risk? And she was like, oh no, I understand I'm at risk. I'm in the age group, but I don't fear death. <laughs> it was, and everyone, just the whole audience. I felt like I was going insane. She was holding a slick katana near her head as she said this. Yeah. Anyway, Tom, he's also holding a katana. He's like, <laughs> well, 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 we shall dance tonight, madame. Ah, Andy Lee raising his katana. Wow, we're into a great one here. But then you see my shadow in the background and suddenly everybody falls into three wet pieces on the ground. You don't even see me move. Um, but, yeah, it's 8 out of 10 Cats does countdown, right? Yes. Yes. Oh, speaking of Andy Lee, yes. I've not, can I tell you a story about him? Yes. I think that might be funny for your listeners. So people know who Andy Lee is. He's, a, he's of probably Hamish one and of Andy. the two most successful comedians in Australia. Um, uh, him and Hamish, yeah. So he... Uh, I've, I've, I've had nothing to do with him. He seems, you know, very handsome and very charming, he very good at his job. He seems very handsome. <laughs> he just thinks that if he gets close enough to him, that'll disappear like a mirage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. a ragged old yeah, crone. far away. Yeah, he's, he's wiggly, away, he's full of coconuts. Yeah. yeah he gave me... As get up close, what do his paws look like? That's what I want to know. <laughs> they look, uh, honestly, Hing, they look pretty good. Also, when I turned up to the shoot, he gave me a scratch it. And that like a was, a, he gave me like, yeah, a scratchy, like a lotto ticket that you scratch away at. 
That's like I think that's like a TV thing because yeah. I've done TV shows that have done that as well. Did you win anything? Won nothing. <laughs> he gave you a little job. He gave me a job to to fail at before. That's I... Usually they give you a coin. Did they give? Did he give you a coin to scratch it with? Yeah. Mm. Well, oh, but I left much. it. It was a thousand dollar coin, <laughs> and Tom left that in the studio. They gave me my feet he, to scratch it with. He took his five cent win with the scratchy and left his thousand dollar coin in the dressing room. <laughs> Um, so he, Andy Lee, one of his many, um, things that he does is he mentor, he mentors some comedians. Uh, and that's a very nice thing that he does because he's very successful and he takes on people who are like, have been in the industry for less time than him. And, um, one of his mentor, uh, comedians is Auntie Donna, uh, who we all know and love. And at the, a couple of years ago when they were in LA, um, doing uh, the Auntie Donna Netflix show, and we were all in LA going to Disneyland. Yeah. You guys remember going to Disneyland? I remember, I remember going, going to, to Disneyland. Disneyland. Yeah. So after you guys had either left or <laughs> had gone to somewhere else, did we go? I can't remember if you guys were going somewhere else or what. No, but, you uh, just forced us to come to Disneyland with you. <laughs> you just called <laughs> us and fun. said we had to come. <laughs> yeah, I think we then had an itinerary of going to Six Flags and doing a lot of edibles. That's Yeah, yeah. So when you guys were when, when elsewhere... I, um, one night was hanging out with, um, uh, Zach from Auntie Donna and he said, we're going to go get dinner tonight. Would you like to come? And I was like, I would love to get dinner with my friends, the three people from Auntie Donna and th- their friends who are also there. So like, I think Ben <laughs> Russell and a few others were going to be there. Right. Um, they told me the place to turn up. I turned up. What they didn't tell me was that this was a dinner organized by Andy Lee, who was also in Los Angeles. And it was a mentorship dinner that oh. they had invited me to. Why? Why did they, they do that? I don't know why they did that. They're, they're, all, they're all mentally ill and none of them talk to each other. Yeah, just like they, I guess they were trying hard, but they just don't. Like, I, think, I guess they didn't realize. I think they were just trying to be nice, but they, I don't think they realized how fucking strange it was. <laughs> That's so For funny. Me, a person who's never, a person who's obviously not in Auntie Donna, and secondly, who's never been, who's never met Andy Lee to turn up to this dinner, right? So I turn yeah, you, up. You it's... walk in and you start doing a funny little walk, hoping that they'll think you're in Auntie Donna. It's me, him, the, the Italian man. Auntie Donna. <laughs> It's no, but like the thing is, it's so funny because I reckon. So did Zach? Did Zach was the one that invited you? Yeah, but I, I was on a group chat, so they were all like, "Yeah, come." Oh, okay, because and... I thought it was like Zach had invited you, because I was imagining like when they're on their own, I think they all think they're doing the right thing. So Zach would have been like, "Come to the dinner," and the other two would have been like, "What are you doing, inviting him to the dinner?" <laughs> but if Mark had been alone with you, he would have been like, "You should come to this dinner." <laughs> right, you're they saying all get so strange. They would all have made the same mistake, but then but seen then the other it... one's mistake and be like, "What are you doing? Yeah, what are you doing? <laughs> Why did you think that was all wrong?" Right? <laughs> oh, you you should come to the dinner, man. <laughs> anyway, um, they were all really lovely about it, uh, despite the fact that it was a fucking weird situation. <laughs> um, but the, their mentor was like, I'll take you guys out to dinner. And, you know, th- there was enough people at the dinner, like partners and whatever else, whoever else, that I never, I didn't speak to Andy Lee the whole night. Um, I just sat like basically six people away from him at this big table and... Uh, All right, so he, there's he 13 like, people at the table, and you are perfectly placed, so you are the farthest you can possibly be from Andy Lee. Yeah. But yeah. also and staring he... him in the eyes. <laughs> <laughs> and, like, at that point, and even now, 
I wouldn't have thought he would know who I am or like have any idea of like me being being involved in comedy or anything, you know. I mean, even if he did now, certainly two years ago, he definitely didn't. And so I sat there at the table, ate a bunch of pizza, uh, <laughs> got got anxious enough that I started eating edibles because I was like, fuck this. Then became extremely paranoid and was um, just like losing my fucking mind. Hum, if Hum was there, she could have easily charmed everyone because she's just, everyone loves her. But she'd already left to go back home. So it was just me there by myself. It was like, honestly, everyone was in a couple and there was me, just this fucking single <laughs> ringing so loser. Funny bombing their fucking dinner and at the end of the night i went up to um i was just saying hi, like thank you to everyone and i tried to hi i thought it would be really i was like oh man Andy's buying everyone dinner i should i should at least offer to pay for mine so i went up to him while he was paying and i was like oh can i look at the bill man and he's like what and i had not introduced myself at this point <laughs> and he was like what and i was like oh Hey, I'm Michael. I'm friends with these guys. I feel weird about you buying me dinner because I didn't. And he's like, no, it's totally fine. Like, and he was really nice. And he was just basically like, I can't remember exact words. But basically, he was like, you can't remember I the exact words. And the reason the he was being the richest man in the fucking world. <laughs> <laughs> he's basically like, yeah, I don't need your $25, you fucking idiot. Oh my God. I'm Andy Lee. <laughs> Fuck, man. Uh, I think as well, I would love to think as well that, like, you, because you were so high the whole time, you were saying that you were, like, sliding both your hands into his pockets. (laughs) (laughs) Like, talking to him, being like, can um, I pay for my food? And just (laughs) touching his legs on the back of your fingers. Um, And then, like, the most... You know how when people like when charming people say something to you that that is genuinely nice, but also is fucking crushing. As we were leaving, he goes, to, he was like, I was like, anyway, thanks so much, much for dinner. And he goes, oh, hopefully next time we can talk a bit more. One of those comments lets you know there's not going to be a next one. Yeah. Uh, hey, maybe next life you can stick around in the Donners a bit more. He thinks you're Adrian. Yeah. Anyway, oh, man. Um, fuck. Watch, um, please watch um, Celebrity Letters and Numbers, <laughs> 8 p.m. Saturday nights on SBS. Oh, hey, bad job, Hing. Hey. hey, man, bad job. <laughs> have, you, have we talked about Hing's uh, New York agent meeting on here before? I think, have you talked about that on a, on a podcast before? You would have talked uh, about it on a podcast, but I, I don't think we've... Home. I don't know if I've told that story here. I would love I've, to hear it. You don't have to. I've, I've tried I don't to make it big hear in America... <laughs> Three times in my life, and yeah. yet, by the you know, and you Suck can tell by the fact that I'm still here in Australia that it hasn't worked out. <laughs> um, but uh, a couple of years ago, when I went to New York, I had, I had, I had a little bit of heat on me because of some internet videos I'd made uh, that people liked, and yeah. I was like, "Fuck yeah, I'm gonna go and make it big in the in Hollywood or whatever." Um, Where can they find doing, those yeah. internet videos, Hing? And do they have to turn on incognito? <laughs> yeah, I had put a flashlight between two mattresses and I had <laughs> fucked it so good. That's so it cool. Went viral. It went viral on um not even Pornhub. It went not viral on Hub. Wow. It went viral on Red Tube. Wait, wait, you're ending up like xnxx.com. The kind of stuff you get on when you're really uh, early on. No, there's, I, there's one. I oh, threw fuck. a flashlight out of a plane and then I jumped out of the plane and <laughs> met it on the way down. <laughs> oh man. 
there. I, we got the stunt coordinator from Triple um, X, uh, the Vin <laughs> Diesel film, to work to work on my porno. So I jumped out. This. No, I'm <laughs> trying to think of the pornographic website I saw one time. That where you know how usually the pornographic websites don't have a mascot; it's just the the title of the pornographic website, or it's like the letters of the word. Yeah, but yeah. I do remember there was that there There's was a one called... there was a porno site called Fabdu, I think, that had a little hat on and a um and a mustache oh, that was like a fancy on... person. X hamster? Think... No, not X hamster. I was gonna. Say, I thought the one Demi's talking about. I thought it was called Ujiz. No, you just. Oh. oh no! I thought Fabdu was the one with the with the little hat person, but it might have been you just. Oh no, maybe it was because I remember the thing was like the, the when you would open oh. up the website. <laughs> <laughs> Michael has typed a pornography website into his browser, been served pornography, and recoiled like a dowager seeing a rat. <laughs> I <laughs> know that I'm a prude. I'm, I'm, I love pornography as much as the next person. Yeah, that, it's, it's just that what con- Michael has seen is clearly the inside of his own colon and he doesn't know how they got the camera it's in there. It's quite confronting to look at pornography while you're on a Zoom call with your friends. That's quite a I will prove that it's do. not. Let me have a, just a real quick look. This is on your oh. account. I'm not going <laughs> to type in what I was going to do. Um, Thank you, anyway. was it, Which Did you find out which one it was with the little mascot? Well, I went, I went to UG's, but it didn't have the, um, it didn't have the mascot, I thought. I I think it was Fabdu. I think it was because I think they would be like, Fabdu, yes, sir, they would say. The way you would say it. Fabdu, F-A-P-D-U. Yeah, no, there's no Fabdu website. It looks like Fabdu's been deleted from the internet. Yeah, I believe it has. Oh, my God. Rest in peace to Fabdu. Rip Fabdu. Uh, If anyone knows the... If anyone knows... The pornographic website that had a top hat, a mustache, and a monocle. Yeah. Uh, please, please get in touch with okay. Tom or Demi no, only. Hing, you've been jerking off to Pringles cans. Okay. <laughs> I think that's what it was. You've been you putting play? your dick in a Pringles can filled with play doh or something. Yeah. Well, look, Tom. Not all of us have a flashlight. Okay. So. Okay, I don't either. Not all of us. I don't either because you bought me a flashlight and I don't know where it is. Okay, well, Demi, I don't have a flashlight. Do you have a Do you have a flashlight, Demi? I don't have any flashlights, Hang. You see me pull my pockets inside out, and a moth flies out. <laughs> uh, do you really not know where your flashlight is, Tom? Yeah. Didn't your name get engraved on the side of it? Yeah. Well, that's yes, a bummer that you don't know where it is. Yeah. That'll find its way back to you at some point. I know. It's the. It's genuinely the sort of Damocles hanging over my head. Um, well, if anyone finds Tom's flashlight again, please contact Tom or Demi only. Just uh, contact me. <laughs> no, that's terrible. Why? I don't want you having that power over me. I'm just, why? What do you what think I'm going to do with be? it? I don't know. It'll be like my, it'll be like you meeting up with my ex alone. <laughs> Hing. Anyway, Hing, you're in New York. I think that'd be funny. I'm going to kind of. <laughs> you're having a coffee? Yeah. You think the flashlight will be like, uh, so Demi, we need to talk about Tom. I saw you guys are dating now, but there's some things you should know about his dick. <laughs> hey, bestie. Uh, hey, you're in New York. Oh, sorry. <laughs> I was in New York and I was trying to make it big. Uh, and so I'd lined up a couple of, uh, He's talking about his dick. With... He's pointing at his dick. He was dick. trying to make Thank his you. dick big in New York. <laughs> That's not, I was, I did, I did not point at my dick. He was That's staring. You did, I fucking saw you. He was staring at the Statue of Liberty, just slamming it against her dress folds. I was looking at this dice, actually. I was looking at a 20-sided dice. Oh, that's worse. (laughs) I wish you were looking at your dick. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Sometimes we play D&D over Zoom, so I need to have my dice ready. Anyway. that's fair. 
I was in New York and I was meeting with some agents and at the at the time I had a much more strict vegan diet than I do now. Um but uh this guy took me to oh it's a famous New York deli. It's not Katz's, is it? Is that like the no, old famous It was called Russ and Daughters, I think was what it was called. Um and it was very nice, very lovely. Uh, and he was like a regular person there and everyone <laughs> and the white staff knew him. King means and... Jew. <laughs> Well, look, Tom, that's, uh, I think that's kind of offensive, but he was Jewish, um, and it was a Jewish deli, but <laughs> he, he told me a lot about that. He, you know, anyway. It was just, <laughs> it was just regular... that you, the, you didn't say he was a regular there. You said he was a regular person there, which made me think there was one guy that was 20 birds in a jacket. <laughs> yeah. There was yeah, one most, guy whose eyelids the... all had teeth. Yeah, most of the people there were regular people, and the rest of them were the fucking Star Wars cantina band. It was <laughs> <laughs> just honking out their nose horns. <laughs> anyway, uh, no, so yeah, and and he so he he was like, I'll just get the regular. The, oh, sorry, I'll just get the, the usual to the to the the, the wait. The wait <laughs> yeah, he was the regular yeah. person. Yeah. He said to the wait staff, "I'll have the I'll have what I usually have." And then I was kind of in a rush to order because I didn't want to like be sitting there looking at the menu being, oh, I don't know what I You should have said me too. Well, You should have just and- said, yeah, I'll have what I usually have. And they'd be like, oh, <laughs> fuck. <laughs> and so I just saw on the menu there was one thing that had open brackets VE, close brackets next to it, which I knew f- from looking at the menu meant vegan. And so I was like, oh, I'll just get that. And it was called a bagel basket. <laughs> and so... Um, the person went away and they brought our food back and he got like a bagel and some eggs and some salmon and whatever else, um, you know, looked very lovely. And then she brought out mine, which was a sort of wicker basket <laughs> that had six bagels in it. <laughs> six untoasted bagels. <laughs> there was no spread, no cream, nothing. Just six untoasted, but ba- no jam. Six dry bagels. Six dry bagels. Like the kind of food that you would have if you're a hobbits crossing the mountains. Yeah. yeah. Dense and so, bread. And, and the agent I was talking to, or the manager or whatever, he was like, he was like, he's like, is that what you ordered? I was like, yeah. And she's like, and then she was like, yeah, it's the bagel basket. And I was like, yeah, that's what I ordered. And he was like, oh, weird. And then he was sort of like just talking and eating and talking and eating and um, was asking me, like, when you meet with these agents, I didn't realize this at the time, but if they like you, the, the, the Australian thing to do is to be like, oh, no, that thing I did, that was stupid. I hate myself or whatever. Because in Australia, you can never, ever let anyone know that anything you've ever done, you might or anyone yeah. would ever think is good. And don't, I... don't ever take a compliment. Don't ever think exactly. highly of yourself. And yeah. But in America, because everyone's so charming and confident, if someone says, I like your thing, they genuinely mean that. And if you say, oh, no, that sucks, it's like you're arguing with them. And they, they're like... <laughs> But then what happened was I ate a roughly four and a half bagels by <laughs> arguing with a man who thought I was cool. But I kept saying, no, I, I no, don't like, I hate myself. And then he walked away being like, wow, this guy is so fucking weird. And he's just been argumentative and angry at me. And we got to the end and he was like, we'd been there for like 40 minutes. And he was like, I got to go. <laughs> and I still had like one and a half bagels left. And he's like, I'm going to take that. And he just took the bagels. <laughs> Anyway, that's one of the many reasons I haven't um, moved to the United States. Uh... <laughs> but hey, you've got a you've got a show over here on SBS. 
Yeah, so, you know, there'll be at least a dozen people who watch it, and boy, am I <laughs> really hopeful. Look, I think most of the cast and crew will tune in, um, so that'll be nice. What's your favourite letter and number? Uh, favourite letter is probably, the most useful letter, I think, is probably a B. You think, think that B is the most useful? I don't know if it's the most useful. It's the most fun. Whenever whenever bees come up, you get fun words. And my favourite number is probably uh, 75. I like 75. Why 75? Yeah. Um, just because it's it, it can get you to a lot of places, you know, uh, from, from, from one to a thousand. What about uh, out of the context of letters and numbers, the show? What is your favourite letter and number? I don't have a favourite letter. They're all equal to me. Why? Um, I think they're all beautiful. Uh, And numbers-wise, I don't know. When I was a kid, my favourite number was 13 because it was the unlucky number, but I was too cool to not like it. Me too! But also as adults. Yeah, we (laughs) still talk about it today. But we also have our birthdays are both 13s. Yeah. Well, so whenever I get like a football – whenever like a – brand or whatever is like hey we want to make you a football jersey let's put a number on the back of it or whatever i always ask, i ask for a 13 which i have since found out is the number in football that a reserve goalkeeper has <laughs> <Ooh>. <laughs> hell yes yeah well hey let's uh let's take a break here for an ad and we'll be right back in a sec all right see you soon hang do you want to say bye to the listeners don't listen to this ad no yeah and i actually agree with that Okay, and I'm. They're largely in, bad. I'm gonna no. I'm gonna go in to hit a bat for the advertisers, and say, uh, hands off that skip button, pal. I don't think you should listen to it. Enjoy the high production radio style ad that's about to be piped into your ears, unless they're, there isn't one. Hing, they're always for like either the army or like the dick ripper off a three thousand. Okay. Like, it's, Here it's in not- Monsanto, we're a family corporation that <laughs> likes to poison children. Okay, and the ad goes now. <laughs> I'm thinking of a cyclops. Don't even worry do about it, man. That was who genuine. Who do you think is yeah. the most right-wing person who oh, could fuck. listen to your podcast and enjoy it? Because obviously, like a you know a uh, Adolf Hitler, for example, yeah. would find this kind of stuff terrible. He'd, he'd hate it. 
Yeah. No? Mm. Um, well, the idea of a regular person being a Jew, I think that would have turned him right off in the first half. Yeah, he would have yeah. been like, I disagree strongly is what he usually Famously said. Famously anti-Semitic. Um, he would have been like <laughs> waving his hands. <laughs> Famously go, Yeah, I might go a little further than that. <laughs> Famously anti-Semitic, this Hitler person. Famously a cranky little guy, uh, yeah. Adolf King, Hitler. King scrolling down to the controversies section of Adolf Hitler's yeah. Wikipedia and just be like, oh my. Yeah. <laughs> well, I've got a bookshelf to clean off. if... If Joe Rogan listened to this podcast, he would get anything. He would out of hate it. it. He okay. would hate it. I think the most right wing person that could listen to this and enjoy it. And I'm going to pull a smart move here, Demi. Yeah. I think it's you, Michael Hing. Well, well, well. And thus, I've cursed you that. with having to listen to an episode of this podcast to prove me right or wrong. Yeah. <laughs> I will not. Okay. <laughs> <and there we> <laughs> go. <laughs> I'm sure it's a good podcast. Uh, you seem to be very popular with some. Um, with some lovely people who haven't accosted me on the street. I'm trying this new thing where I just deny the past in order to uh, live a better reality. How's it working for you? It doesn't seem new. I'm trying radical denial. That's what I'm doing in my everyday life. Oh, Hing, we saw a picture of you today where you look really fucked up and shit. Oh, damn. Man, damn. it's so bad. It is maybe the worst photo I've ever seen. It's so bad. You look like yeah. you look like a haunted doll. We'll set it as the episode artwork for this episode. It's like... unfortunate as well because it was a photo taken, it's a promotional photo taken for uh, Letters and Numbers. And I reckon because we did, we made 24 episodes of it and they took many photos of me every da- every time. I reckon they've taken maybe a thousand photos of me or something. Were there any, were there any of those thousand ones where you didn't look like a carved puppet? A hundred percent. There were many of them. There were so many. And yet they've scrolled through and found the one where I look honestly like I was going to say, I was going to say, um, I kind of look like a dystopian uh, future game show host um, who's been left out in the sun for too long. <laughs> yeah, you look like your skin's been like sewn onto your face. You yeah. look really bad, dude. I think you- what's happened there is that um, probably they've taken that photo at the end of a three day, of a three episode day. Where I've been wearing makeup for about nine hours. Or oh something, right, yeah, because you taped it on. And totally, then, yeah, because yeah. you do yeah. sort of look like a uh, a painted pocket raisin that somebody yeah. got a bunch of fluff yeah. on. What's it like, like to look so bad? A fake tan or something? Yeah, yeah and, what's um, it, what's it like to look, look all fucked up and ugly? Hang, what does that um, feel like? Honestly, it's a struggle every day, and my bravery um, and the support of my ugly community <laughs> is the only thing that keeps me going. You guys are also members of the ugly community, just so you know. No. Especially Tom, especially Tom, especially Tom. No! Hing, have a go at calling me ugly. It's actually more fun than you think. It's pretty fun. It's actually more fun than you think. Will not fall for this trap. Hing, it's genuinely, it's really, it's genuinely more fun than you think. Hey, Demi, you're no prize pig. I'm not. (laughs) (laughs) See? Um, A lot of fun. Uh, Demi Lardner, um, you're a real gutter bitch. (laughs) Is that, is that Okay. That came across more pointed towards her decisions and demeanor. I don't know if gutter bitch is. <laughs> is, that, is that it a... sounds like I'm mean to rats. It doesn't sound like I'm ugly. All right. Well, look, Demi's I... the one in the rat king that's always talking shit. Yeah. I'm the one in the rat king that's like, can you put your arms down? You actually smell. <laughs> I know it's a hot day, but like, uh. oh my god, Kirsten's <laughs> making jokes again. Everybody, everybody, be quiet. <laughs> I was thinking, actually, Hing, that brings up a good point because I was thinking that mm-hmm. um, because uh, you know sometimes people will uh, tell you things about your podcast that are quite like 
um, sincere or emotional. Um, mm. And I was thinking of implementing uh, like a rule that it, there's code that you don't have to you don't have to be emotional about it because it's mm-hmm. a strange situation when we don't know each other, but they've been listening to our podcast. If you sure. want to, maybe there can be a code where um, if you uh. want to do that, you just have to uh, call me a slut. <laughs> Sending an email that says, hey, Demi, you're a slut, and we'll be like, it's yeah. the code. But how would they um, diff- How would you then be able to differentiate the fan emails from the emails of people calling you a slut genuinely? And, you know what and I mean? that's the beauty of it, Hing. I oh, take I them all as a compliment, you see? Yeah, yes. exactly. I see. I see. Okay. Well, if anyone, um, you know, I, I, hmm, I think as, and I'm speaking as a cishet male here, I think... I would be uncomfortable sending uh, uh, a female comedian or anyone, I guess, mm. a um, an email say calling them a slut. Now, Hing, do you see where that is also bad. the beauty? You see, because then I don't have to read a long emotional message. You see, uh-huh. because see. if they okay. this is the beauty, if they say, "Hey, you're a slut," I'm like, "Oh, they mm. like the show." But if I've they don't, been... it's because they're like, "Oh, well, I can't say that. I guess I'll just keep my opinions to myself." What um, a running joke we had on uh, letters and numbers, and one that I've well, it's about uh, shoes. in my regular life. What's sorry? Well, it's about shoes. It's about shoes. Um, it was about yeah. It was it was about stilettos. <laughs> no, they're a running joke. Tell you about tell you how tell you how bad they are running. Tell you how tell you how tell you what. It's the assassin's heel. Frick, yeah, that uh, would be a running joke. It would be a fucking running was, joke, yeah. yeah. It was basically every time there was a mistake or anything and I needed to, to, I thought the people might send in corrections, I would say, please send all your corrections, please send all your corrections to fennell.mark at sbs.com.au, yes. which is Mark Fennell's actual address, uh, email address. That's right? really funny. Um, thinking that at some point, because uh, because we planned to, at some point we'd have him on the show and he'd be able to confront us about that and it'd be a fun joke that he was in on. Now, because of COVID restrictions and a few other things, he never came on the show. <laughs> we made 24 episodes. He doesn't appear. And I'd say in about 19 of them, I tell the audience to email him. So <laughs> another thing you guys could do is if you don't want to read long emotional emails, you could say, please send all emotional correspondence to Mark Fennell. His email address is yes. fennell.mark, fennell.mark at sbs.com.au. So Please that's... send any emotional emails about us to Mark Fennell. Yeah. F-E-N-E-L-M-A-R. Huh? I think it's double L. Oh, can we fact check that, Hing? Would you mind pulling that up in the other, in your League of oh Legends monitor? Oh, my goodness. At sbs.com.au. And if you think King has spelt that name wrong, please send your corrections to m a r c dot f e n e l. That's really funny, though. Also, really funny that we couldn't be on the show, but I don't know. It's, that's also really funny. That's, that's a funny, really funny joke funny that you played on and us. It's very, first it's a, it was a funny prank, and we actually like it. And as we, well, we, and we don't even mind because we actually do find it so funny. It's actually really funny. And well played. Because it's such a funny joke. Michael. Is the reason that we think it's It was actually well played and well played out as well. I. Um, they asked about you, and I said that you both lived in Queensland, so weren't allowed to travel to Sydney <laughs> for the, because of the border restrictions. So, <laughs> oh fuck! Uh, right. They he... were like, "We really like Tom and De- we really like this Tom Walker guy, and he's friends with you. That'll be good." And we really like this Demi Loudness. She's, she, you know, she's a comedian on the rise. She's really great. And I said, unfortunately, 
they are both in Queensland. They and they told me, and they were like, "Oh, well, they can just come down and then quarantine when they go back." And I said, <laughs> "They refuse to." I said they will not. And no. I said it would be a risk to public health and safety of the state of Queensland, where they live, if they came and did our show. Oh, well. You know what? You miss every shot you don't take. And I really thought this was going to be my time where, the, where some company would have to pay me to learn to read. But unfortunately, that's <laughs> not happened that yet big, again. We were, I think the producers were too worried about the size of your brain. Mm. Um, mm. Demi, not so much. You're a real uh, dumb pig. <laughs> They're a smart animal and you're dumb for a pig. Yeah, I keep saying noink. That's not it. (laughs) That's not even it. A grump, Uh, grump. (laughs) uh, Imagining a pig teacher making Demi wear a dunce cap. Uh, (laughs) Oh, yes. Having to put it on with your little trotters. Oh, man, I would have to balance so much as well trying to get it in between my trotters. I wouldn't even be able to reach up to under my head. You'd see me pushing it around the room with the top of my head not being able to get it on, dragging my face along the ground. No. I think I'd be such a shiny pig too. I'd have a shine on me like I was put in a bowling ball cleaner. That's what I think. I'd be a little round pink pig and so shiny. (laughs) Okay. What kind of pig would you be, Tom? What kind of pig? Awful big hairy. Awful big hairy. One of those ones with its eyes so deep set it looks like they've been pushed in there with a thumb. And I think... I can actually only imagine you as a pig that's been shot and put on the back of a truck. Okay. Um, All right. And this kind of leads into a lot of the ways you picture me, which is always bleeding out. Yeah. 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 Like, you know, you know those magazine covers you see where there's like either um, either a, a bearded man holding a gun next to a pig or for some reason a woman in, in a bikini holding a gun next yeah, to a pig? Yeah, when the bacon busters have the, uh, well, the actually, balls and babes. Actually, um, she, uh, it's not sexism. She has to be in a bikini because she photosynthesizes, so that's actually where she gets her strength okay. is her, Demi's, her breast skin. Demi's pulling so. the Kojima defense. So. <laughs> we didn't decide which pig that Hing would be, and I think it'd be a potbelly pig. Oh, yeah, I can see that. What's a potbelly pig? Let me Google that. Is that the kind of pig that's owned by George Clooney? Does George Clooney have pigs? Do you know Paris Hilton had a pig? I just went to Google George Clooney pig, but actually just Google George pig. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently George pig is a, is a character from Peppa Pig. Hang on. George oh, Clooney man, because I thought it would just be a, a new guy that we could uh, th- that we could know about. It sounds like he'd be like a council member pig. from Derry or something. Yeah. I'm George uh, pig. There, is, there, are, there are photos of George Clooney with a pig. Hello, well, yeah, my name's um, George pig. My Samantha passed away two months ago. It's him in the meetings. Ever so sad about it. I know I keep bringing it up, but I, I, I haven't gotten over it. So if we could put that memorial bench in for her, me, George Pig, Samantha Pig, passed away two months ago. Where is that accent from? Not sure, Hing. I just know that I do it quite well. <laughs> it was <laughs> do quite not impressive. Um, I would guess it's it's like in, it's from England somewhere. It's England. I don't know. I have a lot of English Maybe family. Wales? No, no, um, no. Welsh sounds different, and Welsh Wales also isn't in England. You idiot. Oh. Well, I'm very sorry to uh, your many listeners in the United Kingdom, because Tom, there are heaps, aren't there? There are so many, there are billions. 
And on the topic of uh, listeners in the United Kingdom, can I bring up one short thing? This is actually... Your penis? Yes. No, 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 no. Got him. Fucking got him. Retire. Retire, you dumb idiot. It's short, it's wide, it's sharp. Oh, I wish it was wide. Uh, yeah, what did you want to bring up? I was just going to bring up, uh, this is a post He's like scraping his foot or something. What are you doing? No, tending to I was, himself. I, I was Googling more pictures of George Pig. Oh, sorry, of George Clooney. <laughs> Stop talking about George Pig. Things obsessed with George Pig. Letters and Numbers Season oh. 2 going to feature George Pig oh. very heavily. I'm so glad yeah, someone's obsessed with There were no other comedians me. in Sydney we could get, so we had to invite George Pig. George Pig. <laughs> um, so this is, I don't know if you guys are familiar with the sub, uh, with the subculture of dogging in the UK. Oh man. This is where you go to a park or a car park and you get out of your car and then fucking suck in Sometimes the car Sometimes you don't yeah. get out of your car. Sometimes you just, uh, put, hang your old fanny out of your car and just let somebody approach and get in there. Goodness gracious me. Well, yeah, they have a subreddit. This is a short post I found. This is the only fan, thing. Fan, why do we... <laughs> This is a post by. You were having a good conversation. <laughs> Why did you bring by... this up? This is a post by Breast Lover, Man for Woman, uh, Isle of Wight, UK. Anyone fancy having their tits played with outdoors in the woods? <laughs> <laughs> I just I wanted to me. bring that up. I just wanted to bring that up because Anyone we were talking about the UK. Having their tits played with. Now, this is outdoors something that in the woods. I've never understood it. Mm. And Debbie, I... can, you do... can you just do that, read that in that voice you were doing, though? Oh, Please? hang on! What's that? Um, George Pig. I, uh, what was? What did the voice sound like? Memorial George... Bench. <laughs> Memori- Anyone fancy having their tips played with outdoors in the woods? <laughs> Zero comments. <laughs> Honestly, much better in the accent. Frankly, sorry, Danny, I cut you off. I apologize. <laughs> I don't remember what I was going to say. Something about tits. Uh... <laughs> I think it was about the. I, I would assume. Uh, And I'm sorry, do I make an ass out of you and me, Demi? But I think it would be uh, something about how breast play is commonly touted as something that women would like. Oh, yeah, stupid. I I had somebody uh, shake my tit really aggressively once like it was a magic eight ball. We were being is this intimate in the context of a romantic situation, or yeah. is this just? Man, okay. they just shook it really hard, and I was like, "What the fuck are you doing?" It's quite funny watching uh, Demi tell this story because Tom has gone bright red and is shuffling awkwardly in his seat as though we all don't know it's him. Listen, I'd run out of moves. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> I'd moved it left. I'd moved it right. What do I do after that? I move uh, it left and right real fast. I've done the uh, gently hit her with down, my car. Down. Yeah. Left, right, left, right, A, B. That's yeah. how you do it. I love to no, grab my. Gu- I'm grabbing my girlfriend's tits, and I'm I'm using it like a manual car. You know, <laughs> it's like you're trying to like. There's only two player on the uh, on the arcade machine, so you're just playing mm. with yourself. Yeah, <laughs> just two joysticks Fuck. in other hands. I've I've seen in pornography, and Congrats. I know um, your listeners are huge fans of the stuff. Um, oh, they're I've constantly it. watching it. I've noticed. Uh, Occasionally in pornography, there's a there's a kind of pornography that uh, has a it's a it's a specific kind of I guess fetishized pornography where it's an Asian man and a white lady, right? Right. Um, and I think in in my earlier um, porn- career with pornography, <laughs> not career, that's what I'm looking for. Experiences with pornography. Yeah. I, 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 Experiences I was thinking, working in pornography. Yeah, uh, your unpaid just, internships. I was like. I think I would like this because I'm an Asian man and it would be it would be easy for me to and I just want to see representations of myself on screen, <laughs> you know? It's so important. It is important, yeah. Yeah. 
Um, and I've had I've had a real go at it. I really have had a have a had a, I've had a, a bloody good go at trying to get into it, and it's not doing a lot for me. And the reason is, um, for some reason, there's a lot of um, nipple play going on in these pornographies, <laughs> where the women are very fixated on the man's nipples. And- <laughs> it's because they, you know, why? It's because racistly the directors tell the white women. Now you don't know this, but um, Asian men actually act as a safe. So if you crack it and twist it perfectly, when you hear the click, he's going to swing open and give you millions. Yeah, it's, honestly, it's like that. They're doing everything to him. There's clamps going on, and there's like there's mouths and teeth and things, and it's it's it it's just quite a lot. And I don't know if it's a thing that traditionally Asian men. I meant to really be into or people or maybe it's just something that it's like I'm always thrilled to find a new stereotype about Chinese people. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like I'm like, oh, Same. this is just yeah, yeah, about. us too. Yeah. And that's fine to say. Big time, brother. <laughs> hey, let's I got a Google sheet to share with you after this that I'd love to add you as an editor for. Um, <laughs> anyway, so I don't know if look, if if again, if that's a common stereotype I didn't know about that Asian dudes love nipple play. Um, I wasn't aware of that, but, uh, honestly, uh, pornography, um, pull your pants up, uh, no, not pull your pants up, uh, pull your finger out, pornography, uh, all, none, none of these, none, of, none of them work, it's so strange, none of them work with pornography, oh, no. yeah, oh, no. um, suck your dick better, pornography, yeah, that one's that? good, that one's okay, good, cool. yeah, better, better. <laughs> Uh, I'm trying to I'm trying to find stuff behind uh, that's behind you to roast in the background hang but I can't find oh. anything uh, I can't find anything particularly roastable and it's uh, so, stressing me out. Uh we're recording this sorry I'm recording this. Tom and Demi are in their house yes. in um Sydney somewhere. Uh I'm recording this in my parents' house uh in my sister's childhood bedroom <laughs> which I have uh, converted into a podcast studio because uh she's moved out and gotten married and had a child. Yeah. Look, we we all wish. Yeah, we all that wish. I've done more with my life. Yeah, this whole totally, really totally. helps. Um so what you will Now you've got access room, to the cups. So. Yeah, what you'll see in this room. Have I talked to you guys about this before? Over here are the titular cups <gasps> from the cafe. Not the titular. Oh, but that's not that's not all the cups, though, is it? What no, percentage that's... of the cups would that Let's be? Let's talk about the cups. So that's maybe 5% of the cups, maybe. No, wow. we're looking at a 10% solid of the cups, 10% of the cups. Uh, uh, floor-to-ceiling amount of cups that fill yeah. about an area of three metres across. Yeah, that's yeah. probably about 5% of the cups. So there's cl- probably about... There's probably about twenty times more than that, I'd say. Am I right in, in the the cliff notes? The cliff notes of the cups was that your mm. your sister uh, was going to have a cafe, does not have a cafe, but has thousands and thousands and thousands of cups that you can't get rid of because they have a specific sticker on it for the non-existent cafe. Um, sort of. I yes, you're close. Um, it's kind of even funnier than that. So my sister, um, who I love very dearly, um, was going to move to China. To, uh, to to open a bar or do something. I can't remember what it was. My parents were worried about her moving to China. They were just like, ah, the Communist Party, et cetera, et cetera. It's not organ harvesting. You know, it's it's a scary place, right? Also, you know, so they, so dad said to her, if you stay here, we'll buy you a cafe. That is. Now, <laughs> oh, my Jocelyn God. ever expressed a desire to open a cafe before? No, not really. Had oh. she worked in a cafe? Yes, for six weeks at the University of Sydney Union. Did that give her enough experience to run a cafe? Probably not. Um, so uh, so my parents, or my dad rather, uh, bought a cafe near Hurstville train station. It was called Otsu. And to Jocelyn's credit, it was pretty cool. Like they made this little fish um, 
these they're called taiyaki they're a little waffle uh that shed like a fish filled with red bean or other you know dessert flavorings um but the thing about any small business and particularly a cafe is that if you're starting one it's just dozens of hours of work a week it's it's hundreds of hours of work a month you know it's just so much fucking work you have to live there and you know, Joey was what, like a twenty-one-year-old. That, like, so that, that is, is so fucked up. That is so fucked up. Yeah. <laughs> now, uh, so that meant my father, who already has a job as the head of eye surgery at Westmead Kids Hospital, he would get up <laughs> at five o'clock in the morning <laughs> and go and open the cafe. Demi's head was on the desk. Three hours. He'd work sort of three hours at the cafe. Um, you know making coffees, you know, just the kind of thing that he's definitely not trained to do but had a passion for. So he'd do the kind of casual shift that would make you leave the job if you were, like, 17. Yeah, Yeah. and look over his shoulder and say, you don't understand hordes of blind children. My daughter needs to sell a fish biscuit. (laughs) Yes. So he'd make tayakis and he'd he'd do the coffees and stuff, Um, and then he would go to his job, again, as an eye surgeon, (laughs) um, work a full day there, and then when he was done with that, he would come home, have a quick dinner, then go back to the cafe, which had been open all day, and then close it up. He closed it up? Well, yeah, because he had to, he, he did the tills. I think Joey found it all too stressful. So well, I actually don't know. So anyway, so he ran this cafe um, with a little bit of her help for, and she, and she did a lot of like the big stuff, like not the big stuff. She did a lot of the, um, uh, what do you call it? Like, like the, the branding the kind of stuff? And the concepts okay. and the flavorings of the tiki, all that kind of stuff. <laughs> She did a lot of that, but basically dad worked in this cafe a lot for about two and a half years. <laughs> the theme of this cafe is tired eye surgeon. <laughs> uh, until he, they, they closed it up at the start. or When COVID hit, they closed it up. But by, by that point, I think it was making decent money. But um, the, the reason we have a lot of coffee cups is my parents went away um, a couple, oh, probably about 18 months or probably about two years ago now. They went away on holidays. And Joey had to do the order of the coffee cups and she found a deal. <laughs> Fuck, I... She- I thought you were going to, for real, I was like, what insane twist did she put on serving coffee? Was she pouring it into people's hands? Why did she stop using the cups that they'd already yeah. ordered? No, no, no. They just She just had to order them once. And she, she, she called it they, the Mr. Bean. She would pour the, the coffee crowns <laughs> into their mouth and then the she water. She would pour coffee into a raw turkey that then people would have to jam on their heads. <laughs> I love Mr. Bean. <laughs> Um, no, so she, she was going to order the, she was ordering the coffee um, and she just ordered 70,000 coffee cups because oh! it, it was something of a discount. Um, anyway, the coffee shop was only selling like, I don't know, 200, 300 cups of coffee a day. Like it wasn't, you know, super busy. Most of, again, most of the business was in fish biscuits. Um, <laughs> uh, and so we have, I would say about, 60,000 coffee cups remaining. That's there. so cool. That's so cool. And that, and you can see about 5% of them on the uh, stacked against the wall over there. And that rules. Um, yeah, I remember yeah. you sending me the photo when, or a video rather, because you had to mm. pan to get all of them in one shot of when they were outside of your parents' house because I think yeah. they were away they when they got delivered yeah. to your parents' house. And so their their backyard was just filled with boxes of coffee cups. Boxes and boxes and boxes. Have you ever thought of just like, I don't know, going to the desert, building a castle out of the coffee cups and then burning it down? 
Man, it's so funny you say that. My dad has tried to give these away. Like he does, my dad, like he does um, volunteering and stuff at shelters and stuff. And he's tried to, like at uh, the, the start of last year, he tried to give a bunch of coffee cups to homeless shelters that he volunteers at. And they wouldn't take them <laughs> because they're like, we're trying to be environmentally friendly. Uh, <laughs> oh. He's like, fair enough, fair enough. And I think he was so dispirited by that he hasn't. Like, I mean, nowadays the COVID's a thing. They probably would accept them. But um, he was so dispirited by that, he hasn't tried again. <laughs> oh, Lord. No. And they all have a cartoon fish printed on them, so you can't even sell them to another cafe. <laughs> Fuck. Oh, shit. Anyway, I love the cups. want some coffee cups? I'm trying to offload some coffee cups. So if you'd like to buy 10 or 12,000 coffee cups. If I can think of a stunt to do with coffee cups, I'll take some coffee cups. Can we take, like, a box and just put them all on that wall or something? Yeah, maybe. It's pretty great sound, um, sound, uh, like, uh, what's it, soundproofing. Like, I don't hear anything from the outside in this (laughs) room. Yeah, almost like your parents want to leave you alone and forget that you're living (laughs) in their house or something. (laughs) We are, well, Hum and I are trying to move out, just so you know. We're not going to mooch here forever. We will... Event, you know. No, oh, sure. Oh, One day you'll oh, kill your parents. It's it's so <laughs> hard to to move out and um and live somewhere because because it it's very expensive. Yes. <laughs> yes. And and I don't. I you'd think you'd think that as someone who has a national radio show and at his own television show and his partner's a lawyer, you'd think we'd be able to afford a home, and yet you'd think. We can't. Yeah, you'd think it's yeah. weird. Um. <laughs> Yeah, so this is where we are. But, you know, one day, one day we will... Um, I would encourage I you to start watching Grand Designs and just take mm-hmm. some ideas from that, like build a cob house, which is basically a human nest where you get straw and mud and stamp it down into brick-like walls. You like okay. to stamp things down. You love to like tamp the softest. Like your good friends Tom and Demi's careers by not letting them on your show. Yeah, let us on your stupid show, bitch. <laughs> um well, that's, that's good. That would be probably more edifying than what I'm currently watching, which is an increasingly radicalizing series of YouTube videos. No! And let me tell you, I've got some um, really strong-minded ideas, guys. Hing. No! We can't lose you! No, Hing, not you! Sorry, guys, I'm down the rabbit hole now. No! I only, um, the, the, the only dick I suck, it's Elon Musk. And the only pussy I eat, it's... Oh, what's her name? What's her name? What's her name? Ah, oh, fuck, 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 fuck. My she wife, Grums. Hey, hello, Grums. It's my wife, Grums. Hey, don't you suck my hey, wife Grums' I don't want you sucking on the valve of my wife Grums, okay? Oh, who wrote the Fountainhead? Fountainhead. Oh, Ayn Rand. Oh, Ayn Rand. You say Ayn? Yes. Uh, yeah. Unless it's the right thing to say, then no. Uh, Ayn got Rand, me. yes. The only dick I suck is Elon Musk and the only pussy I eat is Ayn Rand. Man, that was God, really... That wh- sucked. Why did I do that? I'm sorry. Worth everyone. the time in the oven. <laughs> well, uh, so I, I insist that the listeners to this podcast, if you're able to, check out Letters and Numbers when it's airing over here on SBS. And by all means, check out Ayn Rand's Pussy. We all know we'd love to eat it. Okay. Um, uh, just like our, our good friend Michael Hang. You know, the Fountainhead actually would. gives her mostly pee. Squirt isn't actually its own thing. Really? Yeah. Anyway, uh, thank you, everybody, for listening. And thank you also, as like a little side note, I did uh, the Gervais Percent speedrunning uh, stream this uh, last Saturday as you're listening to this and we made uh, $24,000 for Give Directly, a uh, charity that puts money directly in the hands of people who are in need of it, who are living in poverty and I uh, I really appreciate it. That's a fucking insane amount of money and we started with a $1,000 goal and then ended up there. 
So yeah. ba I'm bad at estimating and you're all wonderful at donating. So thanks. It's my birthday soon. Okay. We can't. It's Demi. coming up on my birthday. I know. Demi? Yeah. What do you, um, what would you like for your birthday from Tom? $24,000. I can't. I, babe, please. <laughs> they transfer it to my bank account for like a second and then I send it to the charity. I can't keep it. Some of it. No. <laughs> Um, do, you want a, do you want a nice spinning top for your birthday, Demi? Oh, we forgot to talk to you about the goddamn spinning top thing. Are you guys also obsessed with this? Have you guys no, this I'm obsessed top? with you and your weird purchases that'll fix it all. Is there a dish what? that you spin the top on? Yeah, but it's extra. So the actual top is about 250 US dollars. And I think extra. the dish is like another 80 or something. So it comes up to about 400 bucks. You hear what I said? But, You're um, extra. Do you hear? <laughs> you are. You are. You're extra. Um, is that a compliment? I can't tell. I don't, I'm not really sure. I don't, I don't really We're know. too old to know. Too old to know what extra means. Um, but I have, I'm not going to buy it because, again, I'm saving up to murder my parents' house. But um, Oh, $250 isn't going to make a difference, Hing. Get your spinning top. Have the avocado toast, Hing. Spinning it's, top. Spinning top. Spinning top. Spinning top. It's a blue, bright blue titanium spinning top, and I love it so much, and I watch videos of it online, and I'm not allowed to have it but I fucking want it so badly. Hum told me that if I'm um um if 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 I'm good, um she'll purchase and I don't if, by which I mean I don't buy the four hundred dollars spinning top. She'll purchase me a different, lesser quality spinning top for Christmas. Um, and I, so why deal. would you want that? Yeah. Why would you exactly. want that? Exactly, exactly, exactly. Dead. It sounds like exactly. if you hold to your promise and if you're good, you'll get exactly what you don't want, which yeah. is a dog yeah. shit top. <laughs> hey, um, I know you said you want Maccas, but if you behave all day, um, I'll take you home, give you a bath, and send you to bed for dinner. Yeah. <laughs> Don't worry, hey, we've got Maccas at home, okay? When we get home, I promise I'll let you lick my sweaty balls. <laughs> <laughs> yum, yum. <laughs> yum, yum. Mmm. Uh, <laughs> all right, well, Hing, yeah. I hope you get your top. Uh, yeah. Thank I you. I want that spinning top. I want that spinning top so fucking bad. I've, this is the most alive I've seen you in months. You guys don't understand. I, every, the algorithm knows I want the top. And so every social media I'm on, it, it shows me ads at the top. And they're all fucking beautiful. You're getting every website I go to, all the Google ads, they're at the top. And the top is spinning. And it's called Forever Spin. And it's fucking. And I, I want the top. I want the top. Are you so watching badly. like YouTube videos of just it spinning quite artfully done? Yeah. Uh, look, yes. But. There are very few videos of the actual top because I think no one's bought the $400 top. I wow. think maybe the algorithm has also worked out that I'm the only person in the fucking universe who will buy the top, um, but I want it so But bad. Forever Spin seem to have a top that you can buy that isn't for $250, don't they? Or is that a... Yeah, that but a... it's not blue, is it, Demi? It's not, it's blue. not blue. You want the blue it's one. It's not bright blue and it's not... Made now, of why, do you need the think... why do you need the bright blue one, Hing? Because I think blue is real. Oh, first of all, I think um, titanium is a very funny metal to waste making a top. Because I think they need it for spaceships. I think. Uh -huh. um, and then also blue. No, is no, just part don't of use the titanium thing. No, I need it. I need it for my cars. I need it for I my cars for and my, my spaceship. Oh, no, no, my car won't explode by itself as much as I want. Grams, Grams, a comedian on Australia is ruining my car business. Grums, help, Grums. Uh, yeah, the the selling points of this are it's timeless art. Your spinning top will forever remain a timeless, elegant piece of art that will be loved by your children's children. 
And it's educational on all fronts. Learn about the colors, weights, and attributes of the metals of our tops. Learning can be both fun and beautiful. Yeah. You are buying the suckers product, Hing. I understand that. You don't think I know that? You don't think I know they saw me coming? I'm a fucking pigeon. I know what I am. And yet somehow they've worked me out. Oh, you I want, just realized like, you want the blue one because of your blue addiction. Yes, yes. Do you understand? I get I it. I, no, I do, do you get I it. Do you like being who I am? Let's buy Hing the top. This? Why don't we buy Hing the top? No. I can't even find the blue one. Oh, wait. Is, is it that the one? Makume Gane uh, Titanium? Yes, yes, it's, yes. Yeah, yes, I'm going to buy him this top, top, Tom. Don't buy him the top. I'm buying him the top. Please don't buy him the top. Oh, it's too late. I'm going to get him the top. Are you buying it out of Tom's charity money? I'm gonna, I'm gonna set a goal on my Twitch to buy you the top thing. I'm gonna, <laughs> I don't think, I don't think your um, viewers on Twitch will, um, you know, because often the goals have to be things that the viewers want to happen. Wait, there's one top on can... here that's made of humanium, and they call it humanium because it's made from melted down illegal firearms. <laughs> I think that, I think that money, like, I think that top. Is they're either purchasing them from comp- like from uh, organizations that have Ex- confiscated illegal firearms. I don't think they're buying them from. Well, it says dealers. extremely strong and hard metal made from confiscated illegal firearms in conflict zones around the world. So I don't know what the fuck you're smoking, can't. Oh, but you can have the gun top. God, a metal Dude, you should the, be I proud to should, own. Should I, should I own the gun top instead of the titanium top? Well, the no, gun top's only the seventy dollars. See what I mean? Do you think the gun top would beat the titanium top in a battle? I don't think so. I oh. imagine this 200... No one's having a battle with they you. They are going to feel so stupid when I get the gun top and load it into my Glock. <laughs> <laughs> and assassinate the president. Yeah, you wait. <laughs> the president's been killed. The suspect is still spinning. <laughs> All right, yeah. Let's let's wrap up there. Otherwise, I'm going to lose my fucking mind. Thank, thank, thank you, everybody, so for listening. Thank you so much for being on Hing. Um, thank you, everyone. And honestly, I love um, every part of this podcast when I do it. And um, the aftermath, I'll deal with tomorrow. <laughs> okay. So check out Hing on all his social platforms, unless you don't think he would want you following him. He's Hingers on all of them. And you should check out Letters and Numbers when it airs on SBS and is available on SBS On Demand in Australia Ooh. later in the year. Thanks, friends. Catch you guys later. Bye. Bye. Why do you sound so cross? Yeah, did you have fun fulfilling your contractual obligation or something? No, I genuinely had a nice time with my friends Demi. Whatever. With my friends. <laughs> I knew this was happen- I knew this was gonna happen. I knew he was gonna divide us and conquer. Um, right. Well, hang on. No, I want you to know that well, one of you I thought was much funnier than the other one tonight. <laughs> and I'll let you. It's <laughs> the worst kind of joke because I know you would never say it if it was true, which means I was.
When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.